Who didn't see my video on the AMT Model Kits company history? If you didn't, click the link in the description below and go on and watch it. I'm sure you'll really enjoy it. Also, I've got another video coming out this Thursday. So go on and hit that red subscribe button and ring the bell next to it. That way you'll get notified of all of my future videos and you won't want to miss a single one. Kenworth, one of my favorite truck manufacturers. Like so many other manufacturers of trucks, came into being by someone buying or merging into another company. Kenworth, they were no exception to this. Gerlinger Motors of Portland, Oregon was a car dealership that was owned by two brothers, George T. Gerlinger and Louis Gerlinger Jr. The dealership was not enough for the Gerlinger brothers, so in 1914, the brothers expanded into vehicle manufacturing. The Gerlinger brothers began marketing a truck they named the Gear 6. Their truck was powered by an inline six-cylinder engine. One of the first six-cylinder engines ever put in a truck. The truck was named the Gear 6 after the engine. The Gear 6 truck was framed in structural steel. The heavy-duty construction of the Gear 6 found itself in demand by the loggers throughout the Northwest. By 1916, Gerlinger Motors had outgrown its plant in Oregon. The plant was then relocated to Tacoma, Washington. Now, this is when it gets really interesting. The Gerlinger brothers leased a building from Edgar K. Worthington. In 1917, Gerlinger Motors fell on hard times and they had to file for bankruptcy. At that time, Gerlinger was placed up for sale. E.K. Worthington saw a good deal, so he acquired the company with his business partner, Captain Frederick Kent. They renamed the company the Gear 6 Motor Company. In 1919, Harry Kent, his son, replaced Captain Kent as a partner in the company on Senior Kent's retirement. By 1922, Gear 6 Motor Company produced 53 trucks in its final year at its factory on Fairview Avenue at Valley Street. By 1923, Gear 6 Motor Company had created a strong demand for the Gear 6 model line of trucks. With Gear 6 Motor Company's success, Gear 6 Motors was reincorporated as the Kenworth Motor Truck Company, thus combining the names of the partners, Kent and Worthington. The factory was once again relocated, this time to Seattle and 506 Mercer Street. It was later moved on to 1263 Mercer Street. Wasn't that a colorful history of how Kenworth came to be? Of course, that's not the complete story. There are many, many more years of Kenworth history. But for now, that'll have to do. While researching the Kenworth model W925, I learned that it was only one member of the 900 series of Kenworth trucks. The W900 was the base model. During the 50s, 60s, 70s, Model numbers were chosen by the suspension on the trucks. The Kenworth model numbers are about suspension, weight ratings, 
and the number of rear axles. For instance, a W925 is one having torsion bar suspension. Therefore, a W925 is a tandem drive axle, 6x4, having a 46,000 pound weight rating with torsion bar suspension. <laughs> wow! Now, let's go on and talk about the model kit AMT produced back in the 1970s and then re-released in the 2010s of the Kenworth W925. The AMT kit originally had the torsion bar suspension, making it a W925, but was switched to the extended leaf Hendrickson suspension early on, which means that the kit is no longer a W925. It is actually a kit of a W923. AMT didn't change the model numbers and the packaging back in the 1970s to match the changed kit. What we have here is the AMT model kit. It's kit number 1021 and it's of their Kenworth conventional W925 with sleeper. However, it's really a W923 due to the suspension. It's in the package and it shows off that it has the markings for Watkins motor lines on the truck. And later I'll show you what this truck looks like all put together. Here you see the hard plastic white parts for the cab, the hood, and the interior pieces. These are the largest plastic pieces that are in the kit. You can see the places where you mount the uh, turn signals and the headlights and all that in the kit. These are the largest pieces and they're all plastic and they're all white so that you have to paint them to whatever color you want. Here is another plastic sprue. It looks like you see it's got the engine detail there and this is mostly for the engine and the suspension. You can see the Hendrickson walking beam suspension, not the torsion bar suspension. So this is truly a W923, not a W925 like the package says. They really should have updated that packaging. Here is another set of plastic parts. It's got your front suspension, your air intakes, and some other pieces that would go on this truck, including it looks like some of the piping for the turbo and the radiators here. Also, it's got the visor and the dashboard. These are the parts that you'd have to paint. This is another plastic sprue in the kit, and it is all the pieces that make up the sleeper. You can see the front piece over there, the top, the bottom, the two side pieces, and the back. The front piece there actually has the uh, window in it so that you could crawl from the cab into the back of the sleeper. That wasn't so efficient. The unibuilts are so much better today. And here is another plastic sprue of parts. You can see drive shafts here, you can see the radiator shroud and radiator, um, more of the firewall, and some other just plain parts that probably need to be painted depending on where you want to put them. And then we're going to come up with another piece, another sprue here, and there are more plastic parts. Now most of these parts would be painted black. You see your two seats, your rear differentials for your rear axles, your mud flaps and the brackets that hang them on there. Um, grab bars, your wheels, which are painted white instead of chrome plated for this particular kit. Also, there's the steering wheel. 
Now here's a set of uh, chrome parts as well as your two frame rails. The frame rail would probably be painted black. You could paint it whatever color you want depending on what your truck you're doing, but most are painted black. And you see the first of the chrome pieces. Uh, it's got the grill piece in this one. It's got the mirror brackets with their antennas on them and some other chrome pieces, including the front bumper. And this is the other two chrome piece sprues. It's got a chrome wheels, so if you wanted the chrome wheels, you could use the chrome wheels with the chrome rings, or you could use the white ones if you wanted painted. It's also got the mufflers in this part and the tailpipes. You could either have them straight or curved. There's air horns, fifth wheels, quarter fenders, fuel tanks, all your chrome parts right there. And then this piece here is your decal sheet, and it's set up for Watkins Motor Lines. It includes all the decals you need um, for your truck. The door decal, the hood decals, uh, your ICC, USDOT numbers, license plates, pretty much everything you need to make this truck look sharp. And this is the last set of parts. It is the tires, your amber and red plastic so that you can have uh, orange turn signals and red brake lights, your soft rubber tires, and your clear window pieces. Also, there's some axles and some hose for your airlines. And that's the AMT model kit. I don't know when AMT changed the suspension on the W925 kit. Some say they changed it when they did the Challenge Transit Mixer kit. But after what I have found about the Challenge Transit Mixer kit, it still had the torsion bar suspension. So it must have been after that. What's funny is when AMT first released the Kenworth K123 COE model kit back in the 1970s, the kit was labeled with the wrong model number as it had the torsion bar suspension for the first few years of production making it actually a K125 COE. It was changed to the Hendrick suspension at some point in the 1970s, probably about the same time they changed the suspension on the W925 kit. AMT also re-released the K123 COE kit in the 2010s, and the re-released re version is labeled right since it has the Hendrickson walking beam extended leaf suspension and correctly modeled a Kenworth K123 COE. I wonder why AMT changed suspensions back in the day and not the packaging. Then again, Ertl did the same thing with their international transtars. They included air suspensions at first, then later they had springs. Model manufacturers do make changes to toolings over time. However, when they make significant enough changes that it changes the model number, the kit packaging should also be changed as well. A neat thing that AMT did was to reuse the same artwork as well as the toolings from the 1970s and the 1980s on their re-released kits in the 2010s called the Retro Deluxe series of model kits. Some might call this lazy, but I think it's pretty cool that we get the old kits again and the old artwork. For those of you worried about the new kits ruining the market for the old kits by just being copies, there's no need to worry there as the artwork does have some updates with the warnings, licensing,
copyright dates, and AMT's current owner's website. Also, the kit inside the package is using a slightly different type of plastic than the original kits used. You can buy many of the re-released AMT model kits on my website, farmtoysandmore.com, and there's a link to it down in the description below. Please also go on and subscribe to my channel and become a 64th Gear Jammer. Thanks for watching everyone. I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skill, the founder of Advantage Diecast, the maker of 1970s Chevy Heavy Trucks. And I'll be back with another episode of Toy Talk soon.